to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bazira, Kid, Brienne, and Flick. Last week, the party witnessed a rather explosive demonstration of the power of the Allglorp. They very mm, excitedly watched a Glorp Sniv be blown to smithereens by the Allglorp's bomb powers. It's not what I did. No, it's not. <laughs> After wrapping up a few more loose ends on the southern island and Bizdira taking some time to attune to the air key, our adventurers are now ready to move on to their final stop on this preparation tour, the eastern island. Again. Where will they go first once they arrive in the east? What do the people of the world below have in store for them? And how bad are they going to freak out when they see a person turn to a snot-colored goo in front of them? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey. Hi. Okay, so we got through that. I have a confession to make. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, a public confession. Here we go. A (laughs) public confession. I didn't write that intro. (gasps) (gasps) How dare you? I know, I took that one upon myself. I didn't, and here's why. Because you've all had to do impromptu intros because I've forgotten to write one, and it occurred to me that I should have to do one too. I'm mad because that was like... I know, you didn't struggle through that one. I've written 230 of them over six years. I think I'm kind of okay at it. Oh, okay, so you want to just do that from here on out? Oh, no, absolutely not. (laughs) So the Mandela effect... Oh, oh, yes. Mandela good. Effects. Very good. Yes. Glad someone took a note. I don't know that I'm the person to speak words. Oh, God, but you brought it oh, up. Oh, for heaven's sake. All right. Card's <laughs> oh, face. Oh, my God. She is embarrassed for every single one of us Wait, on this call right Alex now. Wait, we were explaining this to in the first place? I forget. No, no I think it was Alex. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Alex. Okay, so the idea here and the example that is usually used is talking about uh, who we all probably know and love and refer to as the Berenstein Bears, right? Oh, right. Now, yes. the Mandela effect is this phenomenon where incorrect, false, made-up memories mm-hmm. are shared by a large group of people. Uh, it's called the Mandela effect because a lot of people for a long time before he actually died thought that they absolutely remembered Nelson Mandela dying in jail when that never happened. Never happened. Yeah. Same thing with the Berenstein Bears. That word is spelled S-T-A-I-N, not E-I-N. I remember it as Berenstein Bears. Oh, really? So Steen Oh, yeah, definitely Stein. Berenstein Bears. And yeah, if you look it up online, Berenstein. it's got an A. It's got an A. Why? Now, the other one, <laughs> the other <laughs> one that y'all might remember is the Why? movie Shazam. We've all yeah. seen Shazam. it. Shazam. Yeah, nope, Shazam. We have not. not <laughs> nope. You did not. It's not real. It's not it's real. It's not the one with Shaquille O'Neal. Sinbad? Sinbad. Yep. We all thought. It's also not called Shazam. It's called Kazam, I think. Exactly. That was the whole what? thing. Shazam exactly. was, I remember the cover of it. Yes. And I remember it with being Sinbad, yep. but it does not exist. Nope. Look it up, Alex. No, I had that VHS. No, you didn't, because it's not effing real if you have that vhs you will prove this mandela effect is a fucking conspiracy well my cousin had that vhs we used to watch Mm, it the story's changed oh no (laughs) (laughs) wait i got one more for i mean there are lots of examples of them Uh, no i need more i've got one more for you for right now and then we should probably play dnd uh alex please spell for me the last name the family name of uh fred and wilma the cartoon characters. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Well, now I can kind of 
I don't know. F-L-I-N-S-T-O-N-E, I guess, is the correct answer. No, that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer? The correct answer is F-L-I-N-T. T. They are the flint stones, not the flint Oh, oh see, I would have absolutely done flint stones. Because I guess I not me. Always well, I that example, then. Oh, not exactly. Oh, well. Flint, right, yeah. No. Flint stones. <laughs> no, I, I'm on board with Tried to with prove this. me wrong, didn't you, DM Jazzy Hand? Oh, can I say one more thing? Sure. Mm-hmm. That could be a good title. This says me who's not in charge of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did start Stranger Things season four, uh, question mark? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, whoever gave them permission to get as scary as they've gotten, so how dare terrifying. you? Because this is not what I signed up for. And now I... love it. Oh, gosh, I'm mad. Anyways, um, my husband and I have only watched the first episode, but we both agree that DM... We're going to need you to be um, crouch standing on chairs from here on out <laughs> and jumping at it. We need you to just be a little bit bigger, please. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what we're we asking. We just have to get you. you like a traveling sure. mic that will like, you know, your wireless <laughs> mic that you can just bring around with you. Everybody stay those, tuned actually. for season 10. This is what Jesse Hans will be doing. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. I need Hard. to give a suggestion to Taryn because I agree. I thought that this season was very scary. So if you haven't finished it yet, a good palate cleanser okay. on Netflix because they're really short little tiny episodes and they're super adorable is old, old enough. enough. <laughs> yes. You two <laughs> both shouted a word at me. What? Old two enough. Words. Old words. enough. It's a Japanese reality TV show, and it just oh, follows yes. little toddlers around doing errands. Yes, I and have seen the preview. Okay, good. It's a great power There are cleanser. only 20 episodes, and if they don't release more, I'll cry, because they are everything, <laughs> those so little That's episodes. That's so good to know, because we, in general, are like, okay, these episodes are all an hour 10, and then we also have to commit on top of that a minimum of 20 minutes for a 30-minute comedy. So this is great information to know. Yeah, they're great. They're short. They're not connected. So like you can yeah. watch them at whatever pace you want and not worry about forgetting things. Mm-hmm. They're great. Oh, excellent suggestion. You Karen. know who did yes, steer yes. me wrong? Alex and Huge. Uh-oh. What did you not like? <laughs> about what? Centaur World. Oh, you hated Centaur World. I kind of oh, knew that you would. I kind of knew you, that you would hate it. I loved the cast and I was so excited. I watched three minutes of that and was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, now I, wait a minute. Now hold on a second, though. You can't watch did you minutes. really just watch three minutes? Because... Did you get to Centaur World? I did, indeed. And pretty much, okay. I, I'll say probably three minutes into the Centaur World portion, no, I was No, you out. have to keep, that's the whole point. Was it Was it the butt door? Yes, it was the Oh <laughs> my god, but you raised the butt it. kid. You have to show it, it to her. I've, I've only watched two episodes of it, and it is <laughs> glorious nonsense that every once in a while I'm like, what the fuck? But, like... Why was I created? <laughs> like, it's just the fucking, the zebra tar. Oh, the zebra tar. He, he. Yeah. I, I mean, the him. characters that they come up, I mean, come yeah. on. You got it just for the characters. Listen, I will watch the whole first episode. I did have an agreement with someone at one point to watch three episodes of Rick and Morty as a swap oh, for something that, else. Oh, hate that. I yeah. hated it. I, I was like, I'm yeah. sorry, I quit this. I think I watched one episode and was like, nah. Oh, I enjoy it a ton, but no. <laughs> That's okay, so funny. you know what else I enjoy? The story of Bria, Kit, Bizdira, and Flick, because we're almost 10 minutes into this recording. We should play <laughs> D&D. You're welcome. <laughs> 
So you all have met up uh, the morning after your long rest uh, and after Bizdira and, and Kit's attunement, right? Kit, did you attune, 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 attune to the water key overnight? No. Okay, great. Not yet. So, uh, great. That's absolutely fine. So you all have met up in the lobby of this, uh, I was about to say theater, of this apartment building. And you have, Hush uh, has met you there and is with you because he will be accompanying you today. And uh, Hush has all of the materials and the documents and whatever, all of the things that you all need for the Eastern Island. Is there anything else you needed to take with you before you left or do before you left? There's a glorp person on the Eastern Island yeah. for us. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody want to go grab a quick uh, cup of glorp before we go? Or is that... I was going to say, did anyone want not... coffee? Flick yeah, is testing to see if anybody is glorpified. <laughs> you all did, as as Robert pointed out in between uh, episode recordings, you all did sleep in separate rooms yes. and have no way of keeping tabs on each other and whether or not you're real people. Question. Now, when you cut a glorp person, do they bleed or do they ooze? Don't we know this? Haven't we cut up some glorp people? I think so, and that's what I was trying to remember. I think they bleed glorp. So Bazir will pull out a little dagger and give a little cut on her hand to prove that she's her. Glorp comes out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Flick would just say, um, oh I'm not glorp. <laughs> she's going to pass around the dagger. Oh my can I hold on a second? This is very important. Bizdira, can I ask where you made that cut? I'm gonna say like right here. <gasps> so like right the, meat, the, the meat of your but the meat of the thumb. Oh, no. Yeah. Not not in the palm. Now wait a minute, no. Alex. This is okay. not no, because that's that, why I that asked. Has always fu- pissed me off. Do you know how hard it is to heal something in your freaking palm? That I, it makes me so angry. No. She'll do it like, yeah, right on the side, right on the meat, like right on the outside of the thumb where it's gonna heal better and it's not gonna hurt quite as much because she can punch with one fist and she's right-handed not left-handed so she'll cut the left side because that's, that's i was i was just gonna say like maybe not either of your hands which are your weapons i mean she can cut the back of her forearm if you prefer i think i would so if you could just like okay. cut your hand and then so i'll do the the guy from the abyss and just like yeah do like a little cut on the back of my forearm Bizdira, take inspiration if you don't already have it and i'm giving you that to annoy one, this is going to be wild to say out loud, but to annoy one particular listener who I have had this argument with about cutting yourself on the palm of the hand before, and they disagree vehemently, and they're wrong. They're wrong. If you ever cut your palm before, it fucking sucks. Okay, so you can all choose the ways in which you reveal to each other that you are not glort people. Um, you can just give a little poke on your fingertips. That's like what I was little... going to say. Just a little prick of the finger. Or I'm just going to say I'm not... I think I'm with Flick here. Like, I'm not going to harm my person. <laughs> and we take her hand and we prick it with the dagger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you roll insight? Why don't you roll insight? That's All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll insight on Flick. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled so well. Let's, I rolled you did? so well. I rolled a 26. Well, I'm rolling for authenticity right now. Because oh, I yes, not that classic glor- stat. Can we just fast forward through the rest of this? You know he's going to. (laughs) Okay, so is everyone satisfied? Because now that we've done all of that, I'm going to go ahead and say in no uncertain terms that none of you were glorp people. I just assume that during this... Kit just opens the door in a tree and is like, you've got six seconds. Like You got exactly right. You have six seconds, motherfuckers. Yeah. Just leaving your ass behind. I think that makes sense. When I said, can we just fast forward? That was Kit saying, okay, I'm done with this conversation. Let's go. Truly. All right. So Kit has opened up a tree and walked through it and left y'all asses. And in the last 
second and a half before the portal closes, you all dive through uh, and find yourselves on the eastern island, approximately where, uh, Kits, where are you all heading first? The Enclave. So uh, wherever that tree was, I definitely remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, make a history or arcana. I'll take either one. Uh, you're going to be fine, but I'm just curious, uh, you know, how fine? <laughs> a fifth. There was a moment where I said you're going to be fine, and then I thought, if she crit fails, maybe they'll go to TLR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but a 15 is enough to get in the in the general vicinity. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and so you see, you know, things have started to clear up. In this particular area, you do not <laughs> catch sight or sound of any immediate Earth elemental threats. This is probably great and new and surprising for you. Uh, and you see the place where the hidden entrance to the world below is. Um, believe it was series of tunnels and at the end of the tunnels there was a sort of el- magical elevator type construction. True, there's elevators here but not on the southern island. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate punishment for me. Yeah, yeah just the sacrifice. <laughs> I also I kind of feel like we should give some warning like I almost like can we send a notice to Octavia or something that we're going Garin is Right now. It was mostly I didn't know where it was going, and we just started really meandering. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I just, we were banished. Like, I I feel like we need to give some warning that we're coming with the proof that we said we were going to be fair. I definitely was going to have a contingent of guards waiting for you at the bottom of the elevator, but since you brought it up, Nazira, um, yeah, I mean, you could have, you can do a check-in. You could have done a previous evening a check-in with Octavia to let her know you're coming. I will give you that. Sure, why not? Uh, (laughs) So instead of a contingent of terrified and angry guards at the bottom of the elevator, you instead uh, find yourself face-to-face with Octavia and Talanis at the bottom of the elevator. Elevator. Yeah. Uh, and they welcome you, and Octavia sort of looks at you and says, uh, Well, the updates I've been getting have been very disjointed, and sometimes it feels like I get them six hours after you send them. Uh, Twelve hours? Like, it feels like last night's conversation just happened. But, um... <laughs> I feel like Flick would definitely want to go hug them, but then would, like, stop himself, because, like, we like them... It, but I don't. We're not. It's we don't want to like come on that. too strong, right? <laughs> we're not that close. I, if we'd like go for it and then like definitely step back. Yeah, I don't know that Octavia is much of a hugger. Talanis, I genuinely am not sure about. I feel like Octavia is not much of a hugger. High five. Uh, th- uh, mm, elbow bump. Hand hug. <laughs> No, see, no, that's okay. why. Elbow bump. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they they greet you and, and sort of you know she says um, so uh, first of all uh, who is this. And she turns to look behind you all at where Hush is, and Hush sort of steps out. And you, you've you seen Octavia go through a lot of things, right? You've seen her excited. You've seen her frightened for her people. You've seen her concerned. You've seen her energetic. You've seen her curious. She is speechless. Her jaw is slack. Her eyes are unblinking as she just stares at Hush. And Hush sort of, after a couple of seconds steps forward and eyes down towards Octavia's feet just says hi and there is more silence and then meaning no disrespect to you Flick Octavia runs forward and picks Hush up in an enormous embrace 
Flick will aside be like, you know what? I understand that. That's okay. That's, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold Flick's hand. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this just kind of goes, ah, ah, okay. As quickly as it starts, uh, the hug, that is, uh, Octavia sort of comes to herself and, and puts Hush down uh, and sort of takes a step back and, you know, sorts her, her robes and still sort of a little wide-eyed, a, a little slack-jawed, just says, uh, how? Why? <laughs> Looks... And Hush sort of doesn't immediately answer. Hush obviously is really ner- and again, no role for you all required because you know everything. Hush is obviously very nervous about the reaction to their new reality. I think Flick would just say, maybe let's all um, let's go get reacquainted elsewhere. Like let's kind of like get out of like I don't know, go into like a meeting space or something. I don't know. Like there's like ten people than- in line for the elevator, right? <laughs> also, we still need our glurp. Person. Taken care of. Hush is all glorp mind melding. They will meet you. Uh, and Hush probably would have told you that when you arrived, okay. right? That like, they'll meet you later in X place, blah, blah, blah. Octavia turns to Talanus and gives him a few instructions. Uh, she wants him to gather books and ox. That was not originally the plan. She was going to sort of make sure that you all had what you need and take you right to the city officials, the world below officials, to get everything straightened away. But with Hush here, uh, plans are sort of changing in her head. So Talanus runs off to go uh, to go retrieve the other leaders. Because um, you'll remember, it was really the four of them for a long time. It was Octavia, Hush, books and ox. So Talanus is, is off to retrieve the other two. Uh, and Octavia takes you back to those enclave offices, headquarters, chambers, whatever they were before. Now they are very obviously uh, not secret. Um, they're still kind of hidden and hard to get to, uh, but but they are not guarded. They're not secret because after everything that happened sort of became a necessity that the Enclave be a little more out in the open, I think. And so you're you're settled there at a table there uh, before Talanus and Oxen Books return. And Octavia just turns to you and says, uh, so what do I need to be filled in on? Everything. Here's the last nine seasons of our podcast. We talk, you know, not every pretty night, regularly. Like, we've talked know? fairly <laughs> regularly. Like, I'm, I just, I feel like it's been, a, you know, last night all I got was that we're coming. It was kind of ominous. Wouldn't we have told her about the All Glorp at some point? Like, she, like, she sh- she knows, like. Oh, yeah. She knows about the All Glorp. I don't think, and since it wasn't mentioned, I know I gave you all the retcon of telling her you were coming, but I, I don't know that you all mentioned Hush, and so right. that part yeah, was yeah, a fair. big surprise to her. But yeah, she definitely knows about the Alglorp, and yeah, absolutely. And this is maybe where we explain further about, like, the process of how these Glorp people are produced, therefore segueing into the evidence that we present. You know what I mean? So you, <laughs> so you describe how you are going to present evidence to convince the world below that the cults are not real and not a threat. Um, and when you get to the part about a person melting, she sort of stops you. <laughs> and right. she says, hold on, could we, uh, let's talk about that a little bit more. Can we, yes please? What was unclear? And I'm going to say, no, 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 listen, listen. If the person turns their chair backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all have done. All four of us are in backwards chairs. <laughs> yeah, she looks down and realizes that none of you are sitting in chairs properly. Even Hush is backwards. And she's just like, ugh. Bria mentions it and we all just immediately turn our chairs over. And sit <laughs> <in the> chair. <laughs> it's like fucking choreographed. She's horrified. <laughs> or impressed. 
don't no, know. No, she's horrified. Uh, <laughs> she is, or you are. That's the yes. question. The answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> so she says, oh, sure. Um, funny enough, I think it's more the melting rather than the chair position that's going to be sort of the problem. Interesting. Interesting hang up you have. I'm uh, going to yeah. start drawing a picture of the person melting for her. And as I'm drawing, I'm going to be drawing the, the people in the background. And I'm going to draw their faces horrified. And I'm going to say, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I think we have just found something out about Bria that I really should have known nine seasons ago, which is that she can't actually process the consequences of her actions unless she draws them, which explains a lot. So much. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you right. should mute me. Why am I allowed to speak? <laughs> Karen, please do something. Um, (laughs) Yeah, save us all, please. As this scene is happening and everyone's having a mental breakdown, it would seem, I'm going to look at Octavia and ask, so do you think the evidence that we have is compelling enough without having a melting person presented? So, uh, potentially. She says, if you mentioned that there are non- Goop people, what is it called? All glorp? Glorp. Glorp. No, glorp. glorp. Oh my there, are, gosh. there are non glorp people who also uh, work for the cult. Maybe they, if they could come forward, maybe if, maybe more than. I mean, it, look, a melting person definitely has sort of an impact, you know what I mean? But like, uh, <laughs> maybe if it was like two or three of the real people who wanted to come forward and say, you know, we used to work, this is where we got our orders, we don't really want to, you know take over the city, that sort of thing. That, mixed with the documents that you all have, pro- probably would be enough, but if you want to melt somebody in the square, then, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Can we look at Hush to see if Hush can make that happen? Oh, Hush can absolutely make that happen. Hush was already going to have a non-glorp, a one non-glorp cultist, quote-unquote, air quotes, uh, cultist, also present, and so if you want, you know, uh, more than that, uh, they can reach out to more than that. <laughs> more the merrier. Cool. When you say more the merrier, Hush is like, okay, but do you really mean like all of them? Because well, no, that's no, no. <laughs> no. Like three. I think three is sensible. Thank you, Kit. I start drawing. When you draw this version of it, are the people screaming? <laughs> do you yes. hear the people We're back scream? in the town square. And that banner is there again. It's yeah. just, oh, goodness. It's good. Clearly, this is going to go well, and the entire world below is going to support you unequivocally at the end of this. <laughs> Everyone lies to Bria about the time and date of this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> She's not invited. So then Octavia sort of says, well, you all have made, <laughs> I mean, incredible strides in just the last few days, a week, maybe, in preparing the world for what is to come. What are our assignments. Here's what I have written in the spreadsheet. I have enclave tasks, weapons, military, reinforcement. What does reinforcement mean? I'm not really sure, but those (laughs) are the three things I have listed. Okay. Uh, Octavius is, well, uh, vague, but uh, makes sense. Um, We certainly are some of the, well, let's say we are one of the largest uh, collections of people who still train in the old adventuring arts, so so certainly we can we can provide martial support. Um, I, of course, will be able to uh, 
be where you need me to provide spell casting. Uh, we don't have there's not a ton of powerful spellcasters, but but certainly we can provide that sort of support. Do you imagine we will accompany you to the heart of the world? The heart of the world, that's so good. She says, oh, what were you calling it? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> that. Yeah. Equally, yeah. Cool oh, that the name. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. This, this podcast is called The Heart of the World, like, for sure. <laughs> I definitely have been calling it that this whole time and didn't just pull it out of my ass three seconds ago when I said it, so. <laughs> Does Octavia or any of her cohorts, do they have the ability to cast a transportation circle as well? Like a permanent one? So uh, Octavia can cast, can do transportation spells. She actually doesn't know teleportation circle because she's never needed to. Like it wasn't something that she learned when she was coming up the ranks, right? Mm -hmm. And now she has more powerful spells that don't require a circle. (laughs) So she can teleport, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, is limited by the fact that it's just her. And that's, I think, a seventh level spell. So she can only do it, you know, so many times. So she can be of help. She cannot help in creating more circles. We would like you to join us probably i'm speaking for everyone yes definitely that we would like for you to join us at the heart of the what heart, heart of the world. world yeah what we've been calling yeah that this yeah, entire I thought you time said that is it not it doesn't just trip off the tongue it's a, see look i've got all these drawings of hearts see okay yep that was my mistake for answering that question and my notepad is taken okay. away from me yeah that's, yeah I was gonna say, like push her to the back really quick it's fine <laughs> So she says, I mean, yes, that's straightforward enough. We can certainly uh, begin organizing squads to to be prepared for the battle. Uh, but I believe, if I remember what you said, it's not for another year, right? So we have plenty of time to organize and, and train and prepare, I suppose. Uh, right? Well, um, I mean, I know that there are a lot of complex plans that you all have in place, but this seems pretty simple and straightforward for us. Can I ask what, uh, what you're thinking about for... The rest of the people, for the rest of the non-enclave world below citizens, are you asking them to participate, to assist, to... It has to be voluntary. I mean, whatever they're willing to contribute in terms of, I guess, material? I guess more of, like, I guess we need to know more of, like, I don't know, the economy of this established... I don't know, of this established society? If we think about, like, you know, things that go on during a war effort, like, not just soldiers, but also people doing munitions, people making uniforms, people doing this, people doing that. Like, there's a lot of different jobs that have nothing to do with actually going into battle itself. That they, if they're willing to and able to, uh, would be greatly appreciated, but not necessarily, like have to can we train anyone with like really basic healing like healing kit healing or maybe a little bit more advanced to like stabilize people like a nurse unit i yeah i mean i think in a year we can certainly teach uh, you know people basic first aid um we can source and create first aid kits and and sort of medic packs to send along with them uh, yeah that's certainly something uh, that they could do you know uh, you mentioned you know understanding the economy of this place it, it you know uh, you spent a good amount of time here before you know a whole um, season 
exploring and meeting the people around. I don't know if maybe any of them uh, sort of give you any ideas, uh, but but certainly training healers is is an option. There are many you know industries and 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 jobs and things around here that, uh, well, like you said, uh, you all sort of have the bigger picture better than anyone else, so you'll be able to figure it out. But um, yeah, I think the most important thing is what you said, which is that even if uh, the people of the world below accept your proof, which I think they will, it is seemingly pretty you know solid, uh, and accept you back into society, still it is a voluntary think i think that's very important yes i actually have a question for kit um because mm-hmm. i think you may be very helpful in this endeavor but maybe i remember um tide and i came across a certain army of crabs <laughs> <laughs> one yes. very i don't know yes. <laughs> large monster crab and maybe i don't know it could help us too. It's really wild that like you met miners and like people who make things, but the thing that comes to you first is the crab that almost kills you. With the <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. I, I just I'm I, deepest and darkest depths of this place. We gotta search for everyone, you know. I'm I'm writing down crab army. <laughs> I also want to be very clear that was Octavia, not me. <laughs> no, that's a no. That's fine. Octavia and I can have words. We can have words. <laughs> Okay. On the note of having met people who make things, uh, Kit would like to check in with the Tinkerer and see if they might be willing to lend their brain power to building some sort of weaponry or other device that might be handy for us. Sure, they would be thrilled to see you again. I understand, uh, you know, it was a productive meeting last time, yes. That's the sort of, I think, thinking that will get you the furthest here. Uh, (laughs) Not crab army. (laughs) No, no, no. Sorry. That wasn't what I meant. I meant let's specifically think about the people that you met, the things that they might be able to sort of lead you to. Because the truth is, right, even if even if uh, the community accepts you back, you are still strangers to almost everyone. And what you are asking, even voluntarily, is enormous, right? And and so my point merely was that, well, the crab army, not where my head went first, but look, uh, you know, we think different ways. It's okay. I think it's been very clear that the children here are very easily manipulated by magic. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, if we're raising a crab army, I would like to raise an army of children. You are expelled from the Eastern Islands. <laughs> Truly. Wait, we can make it a double crab army, though. <laughs> Because I can go talk with... Oh, God, no, I forgot the name of oh Celeste's character. Oh, my goodness. Shell Warden. Shell Warden, yes. <laughs> the Cave Fishers. Oh, this is See? a horrifying army that you are collecting on the Eastern Island, consisting of children, crab... Or, sorry, Cave Fishers and giant crabs. Are the children riding the giant crabs? Is that sort of what's no, happening here? the dwarves are riding the crabs. Leave the what children alone. Where the fuck did the dwarves My come? Dwarves. We got kids excuse and crabs. You, excuse you. My there is a, a, a ball, just a magical ball that's bouncing in front, and the children will follow wherever it goes, directly <laughs> into the bees. We can You're make the no. mom. Why are you thinking about this? Listen. I have a connection to the dwarves. Yes, the miners. uh, Many, most of whom were dwarves, yeah. Octavia's like, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm done with you. I don't, I think, no, no, it's not that. It's just, you know, I think maybe it's best if I don't hear the early phases of your planning. It feels like you all really sort of, you just sort of say everything and then you refine down. You know what I mean? Yeah, Octavia, maybe you can take a step out for a second. Thank you so much. You all let me know once you sort of got into the core of it and we'll make it happen. You know what I mean? Okay, great. It's so good to see you all sort of mostly. So I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 
Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First and most importantly of all, we have taken a few days to digest the news that we received last week, and the TLR crew wants to make it very clear. We support abortion access and reproductive rights for all, and we fiercely oppose SCOTUS's repeal of Roe v. Wade. We'll be donating our June Patreon income to the National Network of Abortion Funds. If you are willing and able, we encourage you to do the same or to find other abortion networks and reproductive rights organizations to support. We're going to do our best to elevate other voices and share information on where donations are most needed and where they can be most beneficial on our social medias and in the episode notes this week. Second of all, If you are enjoying the episode so far, it would be jubilant if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We've so loved reading your reviews for all of these weeks. I think we have one more to do. Uh, So, you know, we need a few more to to wrap up this season with. So put them on in. Next up, our reminder about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks to support other Patreons around the Patreon sphere to do all all that jazz. I don't, I, it's a weird day. Anyway, right now I do want to take a minute to thank some of our awesome patrons for their support. An enormous thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark, to our honorary party member Seven, and to our Shimmer Skilled tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Mert Grove, Lisa Diane Ricardo Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media 
media. Really quick personal announcement in case you missed the news. Uh, I have I have a kind of exciting thing coming up. So a little over a month ago, uh, I got contacted by the folks at D&D Beyond asking me to DM a one-shot of one of the adventures from the upcoming Adventures Through the Radiant Citadel, which is Wizard of the Coast's next hardcover D&D book. It's coming out on July 19th. Uh, so the folks at D&D Beyond brought me out to LA, and I joined this dream cast of players. Um, from Critical Role, I had Matthew Mercer, Robbie Damon, and Anjali Bimani, and from D&D Beyond, I had Amy Dolan and Michael Galvis, and the six of us played through The Fiend of Hollow Mine, a fourth-level adventure in Adventures Through the Radiant Citadel that was written by Mario Ortegon, a friend of mine and Mexican designer. The adventure takes place in a setting that was heavily inspired by Mexico. There is a, a festival in the backdrop of the adventure that is a fantasy version of Dia de Muertos. It's It was really exciting. It was amazing to get to storytell with those people. Anyway, the video of us playing this adventure is going to be released in two days uh, as of when this episode drops. So this Friday, July 8th, uh, it's going to premiere on D&D Beyond's YouTube page at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, and we'll have, of course, a link to that YouTube page in the episode notes, but it's youtube.com slash DND Beyond. I'm so proud of this game that we played. I absolutely cannot wait for everyone to get to see it. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, I think that's all the announcements I've got for you this week. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. Uh, all right, so Octavia will meet up with Ox and Books and Talanus and begin organizing folks. Uh, she does stop by uh, Hush on the way out and just sort of, you know, say, we would love to, I would love to, uh, well, reintroduce you to um, Ox and, and Books. Why don't you, maybe later this evening, you can meet us at this place that we both know that I'm describing to you in a very clear way, but I'm not right now because I don't know where it is. Um and so they do that. And then and then she's aside, she's like, also check on your friends later because they seem unstable. <laughs> yeah. Also, also I'm, I don't, like, I understand you're not the original Hush, but, like, if they try and put kids on giant crabs and send them into the mouth of the beast, you should probably stop them. <laughs> kids on crabs? Is that the title? Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. uh, it's like kids on bikes, but better. <laughs> but, but better is a word. Um, so <laughs> what's next? What would you all like to do next? I want to go directly to the courtroom. Okay, the courtroom? <laughs> You're like, we have to do this now before anything else happens. Well, yes. should we not go find our friends first and be like, come support us? Or, the or second no? anyone sees us that okay. knows who we are, it's not going to end well. So we need to arrange the meeting to show the proof. And then right. we're going to, should have the ability to move freely. You're correct. I do love the idea of us spending three episodes making stealth rolls for you all to navigate the city without anybody <laughs> noticing. Well, I have invisibility. It's fine. It's, it's fair. Kit has passed without trace. So maybe fine. use it on Bria. <laughs> Give silence still? Uh, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Oh, damn it. Can you no, imagine instead... what I would do if I were silent and invisible? Oh, like, chaos. All of our magic items would be gone. I think you mean all of your magic items <laughs> oh, would sorry, be gone. Yes. No, you'd be fine. I might take the broom for like a thrill ride. Thrill? Excuse What's it called? me. What's it called? Absolutely not. Is it a thrill ride? It's a thrill ride. <laughs> yeah. Just okay, so like we one. head over to City Hall, 
hush and 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 like I, to be very clear, like it's not a small pile of documents that you all have brought with you to as your evidence. Uh, but you can head over to to City Hall, which you'll recall is sort of up uh, on a higher level in one of the corners of the the big cavern. Um, and when you all sort of arrive outside, you see that open sort of courtyard square area outside of the courthouse building of, of the City Hall building, um, where there was a lovely little demonstration against you all last time. At the moment, though, there are there are a few people around, uh, most of them sort of not paying a ton of, well, hopefully not paying a ton of attention to you. I don't know, you all do tend to draw attention, but, um, <laughs> but very obviously waiting for the five of you, right at the bottom of the steps to the, the courthouse. The steps of the palace. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the steps to the courthouse at the bottom is, uh, well, someone you've never seen before who immediately sort of raises their hand and waves uh, at you all uh, and Hush informs you all that this is uh, one of the cult people that is here to meet you all. Been living down here this whole time, huh? And and you can see that, like, this person is, is dressed like... You know, they they are probably some sort of merchant here in town. And and actually, let me have you all make history checks. Kit. 13. Bizdira. 8. Flick. A 6. <laughs> Bria. 14. Kit and Bria, I mean, maybe looks familiar, but I don't know. It's hard to say. But all the, you know, all the merchants sort of had like... The same simple clothes on. It's hard to hard to tell, uh, but but definitely does look like someone who probably just lives down here, going about their life for the most part. So rude of the All Glorp. He was here the whole time and let us be put to trial. Well, now remember that in these people, the All Glorp doesn't have omniscience. Mm. These are the non-Glorp people, and they get their orders probably either from other Glorp people or potentially from, like, other non-Glorp agents, like the Sea Hags or whatever, because you know that the All-Glorp has non-humanoid agents, right? So so this is not actually a Glorp person. It's a real... This is not a Glorp person. This is a, a real, real person boy. because Octavia pointed out that discorporating a person in front of a large group of people might go badly. We're not ruling it out. Yeah, no. exactly. Where no, are no. they? <laughs> so this this uh, merchant, you know, uh, sort of informs you that the others are are on their way and will be here shortly. Uh, the other two non-Glort people were rather surprised to get the call. So they're on their way and will meet you inside very shortly. Um, Octavia also, when she left, uh, will say that, you know, you all told her that this was where you were headed next. So she took the liberty of informing city government or town government uh, that you were back and that you had evidence to, to present uh, as part of your exile, the conditions of your exile. Um, and so they also are, uh, there are some like clerks and, and sort of functionaries present here, but also the heads of the heads of the court that you dealt with before uh, have not arrived yet. The, so Hush sort of turns to you all and just says, so uh, what's the plan of attack? Just order of events. So, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if someone needs to melt... You know, we just want to make sure we do it at the right Last time we had a very detailed itinerary of what was going to be said in this building, and it didn't go as we wanted it to, so off the cuff. (laughs) You watch Hush just, like, wilt a little... (laughs) With nerves. Oh my gosh, no one's saying no. <laughs> nope. 
I took the initiative last time. Someone else can do it this time. That's exactly right. I feel like it's going to happen. Like, one of us is just basically be like, all right, time to melt. Like, it, it, uh, yeah. it'll be more dramatic than that. Yeah. Let's just let's yeah. come up with a time. signal. We'll just, we'll just start splashing nothing. one of them with some water. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that'll go even better. They're witches! All right. Are we sure we don't want to write a script or anything? Do we want to, like... So the functionary... I mean, so the heads of the court arrive, as do the other cult people, and escort you all inside. You all can... How are you beginning? So you have have three prongs of your proof. You have the documents, you have the real people, and you have the glorp person. Where would you like to start? Okay. I think that we need to start giving a little bit of backstory about our journey from after we left here. We went to the Southern Island. This is what it was like there. We met this creature, the Alglor, blah, blah, blah. Here's all of our evidence that presents that what we're saying is the truth, the history of like the Alglor, the cultists, blah, 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 blah. But I think we start out with our story plus documents and then we let the cultists talk okay and like back up what we're saying okay so you give them the story they all listen respectfully temperature or the temperature is sort of chilled out in this space with these people since you were here last um so they they listen and then you provide the documents now they sort of uh, we're not gonna do this here but they you know call for a little recess while they take time to review the documents that you've brought during which time you can nervously pace the back room quietly and with no easel or backwards chairs. Um, <laughs> oh, but I have I have a flute though. Band practice? <laughs> Are you really band practicing in the middle of your fucking trial? I- there is another room. There's no chairs in here. What else are we supposed to do? Kit is wait, too wait. nervous. The the options are sit or band practice. That's it. <laughs> the only options. Apparently. According to Bria. <sighs> so right when you all get set up and figure out how you're going to have band practice with no chairs, since apparently it's an insurmountable barrier, by the time you have it figured out, the court informs you that the recess is over and you have to come back. Right. So they've reviewed this and they are all super stoic faced. You have no idea what they're thinking. You have no idea anything. And so that I believe next you said was the cultists <laughs> cultists to corroborate and back up what you've said and give more information. Um, and so the person, the primary person that you met who was there when you arrived, the merchant, uh, steps forward and begins to explain his introduction to what at first he thought was uh, a cult. He, like, he fully admits and like has absolutely no shame about it in his voice whatsoever. Uh, what he thought was like a, a powerful cult that was going to give him, uh, you know, everything he ever wanted in life. And then how he learned over time that that actually uh, wasn't the case, but there were things, you know, for, for those who didn't like the isolationism of the world below or, you know, found themselves in desperate situations or all of these things, the three of them each have different stories about why, even after they learned the truth, they continued to serve... Well, to be clear, they continue to serve this thing. They have never seen the... They've seen Glorp, but they've never seen the Allglorp. They've never... right, like They have no real conception of, of that creature. But they explain all of that. And then the main merchant that you all had begins to tell a little bit about, goes back and tells a little about the early history of the cult. 
And as this merchant is speaking, you all learn some things that you didn't know either, including that according to this cultist anyway, some of the founding members, one in particular founder of the world below, one of the people who created the plan to retreat underground and was a part of the the design and construction of their caverns, was a cultist, was one of the first people to be contacted by this entity. And that, I mean, the the court officials have been pretty stoic this whole time, but that very obviously throws them for an enormous loop. Uh, make insight checks, everybody, if you would. Bria. 22. Bizdira. 5. Flick. 18. Kit. 15. Everyone but Bizdira definitely notices that the reactions from the court officials are strong and not all positive. Not not positive. Bria, you can see that two of the officials who are here listening do not believe this. They have been sort of being stoic this whole time, but this bit of information has thrown them for such a loop that now they're doubting everything. That that, that, That bit has sort of backfired. Is there anything in our documentation that can corroborate this? The earliest, the stuff about the earliest days of the cult is not in great shape. So there are things in there that could corroborate, but reasonable doubt, right? Because words are smudged and documents have been torn and burned and whatever. So yes-ish. Okay, and that does not help the situation if we point those details out. Well, why don't you make me a charisma persuasion check as you do and we'll find out. Oh, God, I just remember who I asked to do this. Oh, well. (laughs) That's a 24. Uh Uh-huh. So, yes, uh, that does seem to mollify them enough. So one of them, they they both seem moderately placated. And then one of them has a, a thought and turns to the other and sort of whispers to them, make perception checks, please. Uh, Kit. Passive? Yeah, I think so. I don't see why not. 19. Okay, flick. 22. Bria. 16. Vizdira. I crit. Oh, okay, great. So you all hear then, in that case, you all hear what this person is saying, which is, I think that one of the librarians can probably help us corroborate this evidence with with our current collection. I had thought to say that, but I didn't want to be like, hey, we've been reading the books in your library. <laughs> yeah, you all got some access to some real specific areas in there, so probably wise. Uh, but they seem to have made it there on their own. So they'll corroborate that. Um, you know, ho- hopefully it's true. <laughs> so they seem like they believe those of you who got... 20 or higher on your insight, the only thing left is you're not sure that it that they trust you. They believe and they understand that the things that you're saying were correct, but what they're still not sure about is whether or not that actually matters, it seems like. They still are very wary of you. So how would you like to proceed with this? They are, they do not assume that you are done until you make that clear. So what's next? Melting? I don't think I, melting is I, going I don't to get them to help them trust us yeah. very much. But we're not the ones doing anything. Like, we're just proving that the glorp is all over the place. Who are the people who got greater than 20 on their inside checks? Just to know who's thinking about it. I mean, this. I have a really high passive insight, but I didn't roll above a 20. Bria, you got 22 or something, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> so it's the two of you then, I think. Which is good. Uh, 
I definitely did not roll above. The oh, cookie. I thought you did. Oh, nope. shit, then it's just Bria. That's bad. That's why I was asking. Oh no. <laughs> I will I will turn to them and say uh-huh. exactly what you said, which is that they I think that they believe everything. And I'm guessing that I probably was speaking for a good chunk of this since I rolled for that, so I'm guessing that they believe it, um, but maybe they just don't trust us. Which Well, here's the thing. I, I yes, I think they have to trust us on some level, but I think it's more of a like they need their society to keep going. Like, Mm -hmm. I think now we sort of result to the argument of, you may not like us, but we are truly on the same side here. I don't know. Kit, what do you say? I think before we make any sort of argument, I want to ask them, and if you are, are okay with me, I think we should ask them why they don't trust us and, you know, just state, like, you know, it seems like... You know, you've listened to our evidence. It seems like, you know, we're all on the same page about that. But it seems like you all don't trust us. Can we ask why? Because I think we're at an impasse. Do you want me to be the person speaking to that? Either way. I literally cannot roll below a 20. Uh, Oh, yes. I think we need to name that we know they're not trusting us and ask them. The, The other thing that we should probably do is say that, like, we came back to the island and the earth elementals, so their protection in underground is Mm. null. And if they're willing to, like, if they want to talk to, like, Mox and see, like, because Mox has seen them up close because he's been on the surface. Let's, let's, that almost feels like a threat to me. So let's start with asking why they don't trust us and pocket that. I don't mean to be it as a threat just to be like, hey, this is what's happening on the surface. And, Mm -hmm. you know. All good points. So, Bria, if you're taking lead, you are... Based on what you just said, you're going to start with just asking, yes? Mm-hmm. They uh, look a little, like, they sort of look at each other surprised that you were that uh, upfront about it. Uh, but Negotiation sort of tactics! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they, you know, after a moment of shock, they sort of appreciate that. And one of them says, um, well, uh, the truth is, this is all startling information that has enormous and far-reaching implications about our entire society, Uh, but what you have not provided us with to this point is a plan to move forward with these truths in such a way that we will be kept relatively safe, or at least that we, in helping you, would be safer than continuing our policy of isolationism. So I'll look back at the group and say, like, can I tell them what our plans are on the other islands? And then I will start to list off. I'll grab Kit's Excel sheet and I'll start to list off all of the things that we have already done so far, um, the things that we are planning to do, and then I will get to this island last. So I'll start to name the the things that we're we're planning to do that um, do not require assistance from them first. Yeah. Great. Bria, roll me Charisma Persuasion. And yes, you have to roll, because a 20 won't do it. Okay. Oh, sorry. I should say, before you say any numbers, take advantage, because what you all have accomplished on the other islands and the fact that you did it before you came here is huge. I'm going to use my inspiration. Oh, no. Does that mean I re-roll with advantage or that I just roll one more die? You will roll one more. We'll treat it like a lucky re-roll. Okay. You do also have three lucky re-rolls. I was going to use them if necessary. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, well, there's inspiration. We got three lucky rerolls. Okay, I, that was my highest so far, and that was an eight. Great, proud of you. Here's reroll. Here's lucky number one. Great, oh all right. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're just gonna get rid of all the dice. Okay. Here comes lucky number two. Okay, I feel pretty good about this. I'm gonna stick with this. Okay, so you have one lucky reroll left. This is the number that you're going with. What is your charisma persuasion check? A 26. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what a 26 gets her. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And speaking of reviews, nice. yeah, apparently all my whining in the metros finally got some attention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have another review. You all are amazing and we love this. Keep them coming because this is the last one that we currently have. This review is by Rarest Generic and Rarest Generic says TTRPG actual play at its finest five stars. I've waited a long time to write this review. My completionist heart couldn't bear to write something up until I was caught up, and I finally am as of June 2022. I'm a longtime lover of D&D, and I work professionally in the TTRPG industry, so I have lots of opinions about this sort of nerdy stuff, but the one potential listeners need to hear is this. Everything that makes TTRPGs a worthwhile endeavor is here in this podcast. No. The story is thoughtful, the people behind the characters are genuine, creative, and hilarious. The rule of cool rules in the most engaging ways, while allowing the traditional rules of the game to keep things unpredictable and exciting. And everybody's voice and laugh are so fun to listen to. Thank God none of us have terrible laughs. (laughs) Truly, truly. Uh, Anyway, on a more personal note, I want to thank all of you who make this podcast a reality for the time and energy you gift to us as listeners by sharing this creative process with us. I started listening to TLR during one of the hardest times of my life. A painful divorce, trauma recovery, moving house twice, severe depression, and being able to immerse myself into the world of TLR as an occasional reprieve was life-giving. Thank you for your vulnerability sharing your creativity. Thank you for helping the world consider difficult questions through story. Thank you for making me laugh. Thank you for showing players like me who have rough experiences with playing 5e what a safe, welcoming, kick-ass table is like. Y'all are a blessing, Misty. Um, Misty is wonderful, and thank you very, very much for that, Misty. I, uh, uh, thank you. (laughs) The rest of us are speechless, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the rest of them are crying, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now i got to finish the outro. Misty, thank you. That's, um, yeah, thanks. Email us. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. What music Great. are you playing over this conversation? That's I my next question. No idea. I think it's Elliot Smith. <laughs> no, I think it's either the Fart Brigade music yeah, or the, yeah. <laughs> or the, the like- other, the, the, oh, what was, um, um, Tidier. I think it might also be Tide's music. I'm not oh, sure which yet. Oh, cute. Mm. I also like the music that you play for the, um, whenever you do math. I like that music. Oh, <laughs> oh I gotta find that. I haven't used that in a while. Yeah, I gotta find which one that is.